بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد My dear respected brothers and elders in today's time where we are experiencing a lot of financial insecurity economic problems the collective effort and the collective concern of everyone is where can we invest where can we put our money so that at a time of need in a time of dire need for example it is a time of our retirement in a time of a medical emergency we will be able to draw from the returns of these investments that we have made and we will be able to benefit in this way and this is based someone might say going to gold someone might say foreign currency someone will say property and the list goes on and all of this is based on people's experiences the fluctuation of the market and what we learn from the world around us but let us look into our deen what does our deen teach us with regards to the best investment a person can make what does allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell us what does our nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam tell us is the best investment at the time of the real need and the time of the real need without any doubt is the day our eyes close the day we are put into the grave that's the time when no wealth will benefit us no child will benefit us no shop will benefit us nothing will benefit us so nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam teaches us the great invest, greatest investment that a person can make where he will see the benefits of this investment while walking on the face of this earth and more so when his eyes close the day he passes away nabi sallam teaches us idha matal insan when a person passes away when he dies when he closes his eyes and now he is put into his grave till the day of qiyamah in qata'a anhu amalu all his actions come to an end all his actions cease our life in the dunya is a life where we have to prepare our akhirat the life of the world the life of the dunya is that life where we carry out actions and we sow the seeds so that we can harvest on the day of qiyamah so that sowing of the seeds the time of planting has now come to an end nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam then goes on to say illa min thalatha except three actions which are such that a person will continue reaping the rewards and the benefits you will continue enjoying the returns tax free even after he passes away illa min sadaqatin jariyatin except from a continuous charity a person we give charity we feed someone he enjoys that meal and we get the reward for that day we do some other charity it lasts as long as that item lasts here we talking of continuous for example a person 
digs a well, a borehole, and he provides water to a community, to a people, to a village, to a city, to a town. And as long as they are enjoying this water, even after the person has passed away, he will continue reaping the rewards of this. A person builds a masjid. A person builds a madrasa. As long as that masjid is running, people are performing salah. People are coming to deen. They are taking the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This person will be reaping the rewards and the benefits of the sadaqah long after he's gone. The second Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions, ilmin yuntafa'u bihi. A person imparts knowledge, and through this knowledge which he has imparted, people are taking benefit. He taught some children in maktab. He taught some children in madrasa. He went out in a part of Allah, he imparted some knowledge. People are benefiting from that knowledge. He authored some kitabs, he compiled some kitabs, some books, some literature, Islamic literature. And people are reading it for years and years, centuries upon centuries. People are taking benefit. It's all going into the account of this one person who, who set up this account. And last, the third point which Nabi wasallam had mentioned in this hadith, and which is the topic today, is وَلَدٍ صَالِحٍ يَدْعُوا لَهُ A person leaves behind pious offspring. A person leaves behind a pious child, a pious son, a pious daughter. يَدْعُوا لَهُ Who makes dua for him after he has left this world. The day when we can't lift up our hands ourselves, we can't seek forgiveness for our own sins ourselves, that child finds it a duty, he regards it as a duty, that daily I must pick up my hands and make dua for my father, make dua for my mother, make dua for my grandparents, whatever it may be. Because he knows this parent had spent his life Sowing the seeds and planting the seeds of Iman deep down in my heart. My father had made sure I worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He made sure he brings me to the masjid when he comes. He made sure he admitted me into the maktab. He made sure I know who Allah is. He made sure I know what is the obedience of Allah and the disobedience of Allah. How he saved himself from the fire of Jahannam. He made an effort to save me from the fire of Jahannam. So he realizes this blessing, he realizes this bounty, and he makes dua for the parent, he makes dua for the father, for the mother, Oh Allah, forgive them for any mistakes they made. Oh Allah, elevate the status. Oh Allah, reward them the best of rewards. Oh Allah, shower them with your mercy on the day of Qiyamah. Shower them with your forgiveness on the day of Qiyamah. This is the dua of the child, which Nabi Wasallam spoke about, that even after a person has left this world, the child will continue benefiting you. And the benefit of giving the child Islamic knowledge is not restricted to only when a person's eyes closes, closes, when he leaves the world. The benefits of imparting knowledge to one's children is found and experienced in this world also. Islamic teachings, we know, we look after our parents. We are taught to respect our parents. We are taught to be kind to them. Especially in the time of, of old age. Now as we are aging, our children are looking after us. How many old age homes we find filled with old age parents and grandparents. 
There's no one worried about them. No one to care for them. No one to give them that love. No one to show them affection. No one to hold their hand and say, Mommy, Daddy, I love you. No one. They are left, so to say, unfortunately to rot in the old age homes. This is when the correct knowledge was not imparted to the child. That a child was made a money-making machine. The child was taught, if anything comes between you and your dream, your money, move it out of that way. So the maktab will be sacrificed for extra, extra, extra classes, for sports. The maktab was sacrificed for that. That already gave the child the impression that if something is between you and your dream, no matter what it is, even if it is deen, push it to the side and pursue your dream. And unfortunately, now in the old age, when a child wishes to make his millions, he wishes to build his mansion, he needs his sports car. Now that frailing father, he comes in the way of this child. I need to care for my father. I need to give him time. They need personal attention. We have to be in the home 24-7. We can't go on holiday because the father is ailing. He needs attention. So the easiest way is move the father out of the equation and leave him in the old age home. Allah Ta'ala save us. So the benefits of imparting Islamic education and proper values in the child is experience in this world also. They will take care of us. They will look after us. They will spoil us. While we are loving, they will be making dua for us. Our presence will be an enjoyment in their life. My dear respected brothers and elders, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has also taught us that the greatest benefit a father can give the child, the greatest benefit a father can give the child is not the best clothing, the best motor vehicle, the best home, the best school. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam There is no better gift a father could give his son min ada bin hasan as like good character. That good character will take him very, very far. As the, the Arabic saying goes, Al-mar'u bi'adabi, la bi'zigihi wa thiyabi. A man is made because of his character. Not because of his clothing and his outer appearance. How many a people we find who dress in the best of garbs, but they are the worst people to set foot on this earth. We'll find the worker, he'll look at his boss, He'll respect him because he's getting money in the end of the week or the end of the month. But deep down in the heart, he swears his boss, he swears his employer. Whereas he's driving the best of vehicles, he's wearing the best of clothing, but he doesn't have basic character. He doesn't, doesn't know how to speak to a person, doesn't know how to treat a human as a human. So people hate him for that. So the best we could give our... Nabi Sassam is saying, the best we can give our children is good character. So this is the benefits we experience in this world. What about the benefits that we will experience once we leave this world? Subhanallah. In one hadith, Nabi Sallallahu mentions incident of Isa alayhi salam. So Isa alayhi salam is going on some errand for some work. So he passes the Qabristan, he passes the graveyard and he 
passes the grave of a person who is being punished relentlessly. He is being punished severely. So he goes on his work and he returns. On his return, he sees a totally different scene. The tables are turned. Here we find the angels of Rahmat and the angels of mercy showering this person in the grave with special nur from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he's wondering to himself, and he looks at the scene, I was going, it was one scene. And on the return, it's the total opposite. So he was amazed at this. He reads some salah and he asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the reason for this difference. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals the secret to him. He says, O Isa, this inmate of this qabr, when he had passed away, he left behind a wife who was pregnant. She was expecting a child and he left the world. This person was a sinful person. So he was receiving his punishment in the qabr. But that mother took care of the child. She saw to the upbringing of the child. She put character in the child. She taught him the proper way. And once the child was of the appropriate age, she admitted the child to the maktab. And the child went to the maktab and the ustad taught him Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim in the name of Allah the most beneficent, the most merciful. And the child took the name of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Isa alayhi salam, I am shy, I feel ashamed to punish my servant in the belly of the grave, in the belly of the earth, while his own child walks on the face of the earth, taking my name. So the punishment of the qabr was averted, was turned away from this person because his son, which he never even saw, was taking the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look how great. Sometimes we feel it means nothing. It's like simple two hours in the afternoon. There's children running around, playing, whatever it may be. Sometimes little but here is taught, sometimes little but here is taught. But we don't understand the importance of it. We don't understand how great it is in the eyes of Allah. In our eyes, maybe it doesn't have any value. But in the eyes of Allah, it is the greatest of things. Some ulama in the past used to mention that the learning of the Qur'an, the teaching of the Qur'an, especially children, the children learning the Qur'an is one of the means of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preventing the punishment of coming down on that people. Children learning the Qur'an is one of the means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses, one of the excuses Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses to turn his punishment away from people. My dear respected brothers and elders, this benefit of learning deen is not only for the children, it's for us also. A person, there's no point where a person can say he, he cannot learn anymore. From cradle to the grave. At every moment of our lives, we should not at all stop learning deen. Imagine, the child takes the name, the father's punishment is stopped. Imagine if we take the name of Allah ourselves, 
how much more will we be saved from the punishment of the qabr and the punishment of the akhirat? We find many places in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions different promises for those who bring iman and do good actions. الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Those who bring iman and do good actions. A person brings iman. He says the kalima. He believes in the kalima. لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ There is no deity. There is no God besides Allah. There is none worthy of worship besides Allah. Muhammadur Rasulullah, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the final messenger of Allah. There is no messenger to come after Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we say this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding us to do good actions. We ask ourselves, how will a person bring good actions in his life without learning to do those actions? Learning the knowledge of deen is necessary to do the good actions which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned promises for. So how important it is to do the good actions, so much more important it is to learn how to do those good actions. A person stands up to read salah, but he doesn't know how to read salah. Instead of facing the qibla, he's facing the other direction. His salah will not be accepted. He wants to read salah, he comes to the masjid, but he does not have wudu. His salah will not be accepted. So, how important it is for us to do good actions to enter Jannah. So important it is for us to learn how to do those good actions. In another hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions, مَنْ سَلَقَ تَرِيقًا يَلْتَمِسُ فِيهِ عِلْمًا سَحَلَ اللَّهُ لَهُ بِهِ تَرِيقًا إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ That person who treads the path of daily knowledge, he goes to learn some knowledge, that child goes to the maktab. We have an imam sahab, we have ulama that are in, in our community, Alhamdulillah, Mona Ismail Karim is doing a sterling job. So we find we can also tread that path of knowledge. We go to the Imam, we go to Mona Ismail, we go to whoever and we say, see, we want to learn how to recite the Quran properly. We want to learn the necessary knowledge that our salah will be correct. The month of Ramadan is coming, our fast to be correct, our zakat to be correct, our hajj and qurbani to be correct. We are also in the path of knowledge. Maybe not formally, but we are also in the path of knowledge. So that person who treads the path of knowledge, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes his path to Jannah easy. He is treading the path of knowledge, make his road to Jannah easy. So we will be making our road to Jannah easy, and the road of our children, their road to Jannah easy also. How, what? Jannah is full of enjoyment. Full of enjoyment. The fruits of Jannah, unbelievable. Sometimes we will be eating a mango and we'll wonder, it will so juicy. It will be dripping. Or now we had a very good lychee season. We think to ourselves, if this was the fruit of the dunya, what will be the fruit of the akhirat? Subhanallah. That second bite will make you forget the, the taste and the enjoyment of the first bite. Yeah, you might have one lychee, but the next lychee will be sour. Jannat will never be like that. But imagine us sitting in Jannat and our children are not with us. The coolness of our eyes, 
the coolness of our hearts, they are not with us. That will be sad. That, that will be a sad reality. So it's necessary for us how we love to secure our jannat, save ourselves from the fire of Jahannam. It's necessary for us to save our children also from the fire of Jahannam. And this maktab system which we have in place for children, this is not something that started now lately. This, maybe not formally, was found from the knife of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When any sahabi would come into the fall of Islam, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would make the necessary arrangements for that sahabi to learn the basics of deen. We find Umar radiallahu anhu, he goes to his sister's house. His brother-in-law Sa'id bin Zaid, his sister Fatima, they are learning Quran by a sahabi Khabbab ibn al-Arat radiallahu anhu. Umar radiallahu anhu comes there, they have the whole altercation, he finally reads the ayat of the Quran and he comes into the fall of Islam. A product, so to say indirect, of the maktab. Imam Bukhari rahmatullahi the greatest imam of hadith. His kitab, the Sahih Bukhari, is the most authentic kitab after the Quran Sharif. He says, I was inspired to memorize hadith whilst I was in the maktab. I was admitted into the maktab and this is where, where, here it, where it struck me. I need to go and memorize hadith. So from there he says, I went to my ustad and I began studying and memorizing the ahadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa So someone asked him, what was your age at that time? He says, I was 10 or younger than 10. My dear respected brothers and elders, we find this throughout the century. Throughout the centuries, the system was created. Initially it was informal, but when it came to the time of Umar radiallahu anhu, a formal system was put into place where Umar radiallahu anhu had instructed one of, the, one of those people under him that now you go and you start off the system. So they would have an ustad who would be paid by the Baytul Mal, by the public treasury, and he would teach children the basics of deen throughout the day. Initially it would be the whole day, but then the fixed hours, like how we have in our maktab, fixed hours, so they would have from fajr till mid-morning and from zuhr till asr. And the ustaz would be paid. And they would be instructed how to teach the children also. That the weaker children use a slate, use a board, teach them on there. And the brighter children, teach them verbally. They'll pick up quickly and they'll be able to learn. So thus, my dear respected brothers and elders, is a great ni'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And alhamdulillah, in our country, we find our ulama of the past few generations, they had put in a lot of effort in establishing such a productive, such a good maktab system that even people from other countries, overseas, from Arab countries also, they come here, they would learn the system, the maktab system, and they would take it back to their countries to implement it. My dear respected brothers and elders, such a great ni'mat it is, where here we can find children the age of five, six, seven, being able to recite the Qur'an fluently. Whereas, in other religions, they won't be able to even read the scriptures in the original source language. Sometimes we go even in Arab countries, unfortunately, we'll find grown-up Arabs unable to look into the Qur'an and recite the Qur'an. They will also be, have to be taught how to recite the Qur'an. This is such, an, such a ni'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which we overlook. The necessary, necessity is for us 
to take advantage of it, to make shukar for this ni'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And like how our parents, the generation before us, secured deen for us, we should secure it for the coming generation. We should make shukar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by admitting our children into the maktab. And we make sure that the maktab is well attended. There should be no excuse for the child to be absent from the maktab. Sometimes on the most feeble excuse, excuses, we are ready to take the child out of the maktab. Sometimes appointments can be made on the weekend. We can work ourselves around it, but we should try the utmost that that maktab attendance should be every day without fail. Also we find sometimes as the child is reaching of age, 10, 9, 10, 11, 12, this is when he begins understanding the world around him. And this is when it's a perfect time for him to understand the importance of deen. This is when the masail, the application of the masail become necessary upon him. Unfortunately, this is the time when the child is taken out of the maktab. The child should be left in the maktab until he finishes all the classes. So by the time he is of good understanding, he understands how to navigate himself through life. Alhamdulillah, most of us here can say, we are here because some apa, some morana made some effort on us. That's why we are sitting in the masjid. Wouldn't we want our children also to enjoy those great benefits? So as we had mentioned, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had taught us the greatest investment, one of the greatest investments a person can make, where he will reap the rewards in this world and in the hereafter, is bringing up his child with deen. This is the best thing he can do for his child and for himself. And the easiest way to do this in today's time is by admitting the child into the maktab and making sure he goes to the maktab and learns the basics of deen. His beliefs are corrected. His recitation of the Qur'an is corrected. His basic actions, his salah, his fasting, all this comes into place. And in this way, a person can reach Jannat together with his children and together all can benefit from the pleasures and the, and, and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the akhirat. We make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us all with proper Islamic beliefs, proper Islamic knowledge, and also to pass this on to our children and the coming generations. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.